Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a special guest. This is one of my neighbors in the Walterson, Lauraville, Hamilton area. And uh, she's a very, very smart young lady. She got some uh, things going on in the area, and I definitely wanted her to come and be a part of the podcast. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm great, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to, to be with you and hang out and tell my story. Well, we are excited to have you on the pod. Uh, this should be exciting and um, definitely just something that we, we all can enjoy. We're going to talk about you as an entrepreneur. And um, the way we met is kind of funny. We uh, were walking. She was walking her dog down the street in our neighborhood. And I was like, hey, must be my new, must be the new neighbors. And uh, that's when I met the dog Oscar and Heather and um, other, other, other neighbor Casey also. So without further ado, Heather, go ahead. Tell, tell us your story. Yeah, you, I met you on the street walking my dog, and I was new in this neighborhood. And I think you have to say all the names of the neighborhood because no one knows where Walterson is. And so Hamilton, Lauraville, I think more people kind of know that. But I met you, and I thought you were like a super cool, friendly person, really good energy. And I'm happy I did because now I follow the No Picks After Dark podcast and I love it and I listen to it and I think you have an amazing voice. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate you with all the love and the support that you have given, um, the shout outs on all social media and uh, really appreciate everything. It just it, it helps to have people that believe in what you're doing out here. And without further ado with you, Baltimore Browse, how do we get here? Okay, it's a long story. So everybody get in your spaceship and put on your helmet and let's take it way back to about 2000. Um, I went to college and I partied too much and I dropped out because I was having too much of a good time. Uh, I mean, you live and you learn. I really don't have you know, super regrets. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but I don't regret it. And I think it was part of like the learning process of kind of what I needed to go through and who I needed to be as a person um, was just to go through that. So I came back home and I was like waiting tables and my mom was like, you're never, this is not a career. You're never going to make any money doing this. You need to see a life coach. You need to kind of figure it out, like get your life together and see what you can make a career out of. So I started spending time with a life coach named Ann Conlin, and I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, so Moco. Bethesda Chevy Chase area, which I never go to anymore because I feel like, ugh, it's like people are so pretentious for no reason, and it's just not really nice. So I don't aspire to be like, to be like some of the people that I grew up around. But anyways, I started seeing a life coach, saw her a couple times, and I ended up... Um, going to esthetician school. And when I, I just loved it, I loved, I've always loved makeup. I've always loved aesthetics. And um, it was a year long program and I did it part time and I would get in my car and I would put a CD player, like a Walkman with like a tape in my tape deck and it had like a little string coming out of it and play my music. And I would be on 495 for like an hour to get to the school in Vienna, Virginia from Montgomery County, which is like four miles up the road. So like, just like literally in the car, just, getting to school and I did it and then when I got out I I started my career okay so you start your career and 
what made you like just do this? I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I mean, you did your life coach, which I get. Did the life coach work? Yeah, I think the life coach works just to get you. I mean, I definitely did a quiz and um, did some did some stuff. Like, you find out more about yourself and do some self de- development work. And I think the quiz I took said it, I would be a good flight attendant, but I'm I'm like barely five feet tall, so there's no way that would happen. And or um, like maybe like a like a pharmacy technician or something. For me, I think God gives you a couple gifts in your life. And I think this is like one of the gifts that I've been given is just the ability to like to touch people and to, and and make them feel beautiful and and do do good makeup on them and really just kind of like almost like heal them like in, or just even massage them and just like you know the gift it is important how you touch someone and it's important it's important like what kind of energy you have inside of you when you lay your hands on them and I think the way that they market to women it's really sad. They always try to like tear women down and say you're, you know, you're not skinny enough. You're not this. You're not that. And um, just to have that moment to be able to be like a cheerleader for for a lot of women is a really cool, cool thing. So did you ever were you ever into doing makeup in high school or you know college? I mean, just curious. Like, did I just to get yeah. that background? I did make. I didn't really do like makeup. I was in college, like on other people. I've always loved it on myself, and I've always loved the way that it transforms myself. And I definitely have this. I definitely have like a face. If I'm not wearing makeup, I look kind of albino. I have like no features. I'm very like white. I'm very like pale, and like my eyebrows are very blonde. So, for me, it was just really transformative to see that on myself and see like, oh, you know, if I put on some some eye makeup, I have definition, I can look really, really good. And I think that was like the motivating factor. I think after that, you know, I went into to actually do the work to, to study, to figure out all the different faces and like touch thousands and thousands of people and like get it on there and figure out the bone structure and learn. And like, that is what, you know, kind of comes next in that, in that venue. But, you know, in entrepreneurship, you know, you have to, I mean, I did pay my dues and I think it's something that's really, it's really important to do. It's like we're on a journey and it's it's not about like the sprint, it's about the marathon and like just like being comfortable where you are. So you did all that and you realize you like become like touching people's face and getting them look pretty and whatnot. Yeah. Where do you go from here? How do you get a job? Like, you know, you go through all this. What was your first gig as far as doing this? So I was working at Aveda in Bethesda and I was doing I was doing the front desk and just like doing that. And then I started one day a week in the back of the spa. At that point, I really hadn't gotten into makeup that much. I was just doing like, just like learning to work with customers for the very first time and doing facials for the first time in, on a spa clientele. Um, and I had my one day a week in the back and I still kind of had to work the front desk um, all the other days I was there. And so after that, I I decided to look for another job where I could just be more in the spa and just learn more. And I ended up um, going to Nusta Spa in DC and they had, it was a really cool, it was a good spa. I was still on the front desk at that point. So I didn't really get a ton of time in the back either there so it was just kind of like bump it was kind of bumping around and I was like getting older I was 23 my mom was like I don't want you to living here anymore get out of my house like I was like I don't want to live here anymore either this is embarrassing like so 
was there anybody there to mentor you? Say, hey, you know, I feel like you have skills. Do you want to be a part of this? You want you can take some of my clients. Or how does no? That- I mean, I was just like. My mom was just like, all right, get out of my house. Like, you're 23. Why are you still living at home? And, like, I think, you know, I was just like, all right, I got to get it together. And and I think I didn't really have any, like, mentors. I mean, I definitely looked up to a lot of people. Like, Kevin O'Quan was a huge, like, inspiration to me and his makeup artistry. Um, and I just, I mean, as far as, like, the spa world, I did have really a really good instructor named Miss Rose who was super great. And she was really nice. And and just really always like kind of believed in me and, and pushed me on. I mean, my dad has always believed in me also. So I don't know, after that, after kind of getting kicked out by my mom, she's like, get out. I ended up um, getting a job in Colombia at this like Turkish hair salon called Loot Feast. This is so random. Um, but these people were so peaceful and really, really nice, nice guys. And um, I, worked, I worked up there and moved to Baltimore. That was like 15 years ago. Wow. Wow. I've, I've lived everywhere and I've like worked, I feel like I've worked and lived everywhere. I feel like I've had many lives within this life. Like, wow. Yeah. So you moved to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Big difference between Montgomery County and, and Baltimore. Yeah, I thought it was really weird. Like people would say weird things to me on the street. Like what is your, people would just come up and talk to me and I was like, this is weird. And they'd be like, what does your shirt say? And like read it and be like, hmm, I don't know what I think about that. And I'd be like, why is this person talking to me? Or like, so what was your first gig in Baltimore with doing what you do? So they opened a Blue Mercury, which is a chain um, that is now owned by Macy's, and they have them inside of Macy's. But Blue Mercury opened in the Harbor Place, the, the Harbor Place Mall on Pratt Street downtown. And um, I worked there, and I, I lived initially with, some girls and we didn't get along and they never made me sign a lease so i like i left i was oh, no. like where'd you move to baltimore where'd you first move apart? initially i lived in fells and then i lived there for a couple months and these girls were so weird and i was like i'm getting out they never made me sign a lease and i was like hey guys i'm leaving in 15 days and they were like oh my god and i was like yeah well bye whatever gotcha. and then i moved to mount vernon okay okay so you're still working trying to figure figure things out yeah. You're 23, 24 this time period, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's no, what happens next? So I'm working for Blue Mercury. It's not very busy. I'm racking up crap loads of credit card debt, like lots of it, because I'm not making a ton of money. And I'm also still to make money because the har- the gallery mall, they never they don't have good parking. It's like $18 to park. It's just they don't validate any parking, and it's just there's just I don't know. It's a touristy area, and to, to give people a little background, the Gallery Mall, it used to be the hot spot in Baltimore. It was when it was like a long time ago. All the cool shops that were there. I mean, you had everything from it was basically your Michigan Avenue of Chicago type of setup, and um, the Gallery. It was hot when you worked in there, right? Wasn't that like a real? I think it was like good. I remember like being in Starbucks in the Starbucks line, and Sheila Dixon was there in front of me, and everybody like loves Sheila Dixon. They're like, oh, hi. Oh, <laughs> um, if you're not from Baltimore, that's a whole <laughs> about Sheila Dixon. She's a friendly lady. Yes. Um, but yeah, the uh, the economy crashed in, in 2008, and no one got spa services anymore. So it was just kind of like dead. And I think I was just like, I just got to do it and keep going. And you know, I think I was like, oh, well, I need clothes. I'll just put them on a credit card. And that got really dangerous. I ended up in a lot of debt um, from doing that and just didn't really have like a sustainable income 
But I started going back to school at that time period, and I ended up going to Baltimore City Community College. And I just took a couple classes at a time and um, got my associate's degree eventually. Congratulations. Thanks. So right now, folks, we're going to take a 30-second break, and we'll be right back. Folks, we are back with Heather and Aaron Dante on the No Picks in the Dark podcast. And um, you just graduated from BCC for your associate's degree. Yeah, go Panthers. What happens next as far as your career-wise, your career, career path of getting to where you are right now? So I graduate, I was, I got into the nursing program there. I thought I was going to be a nurse. And then I ended up in some long-term care facilities where the care was horrifying, like American horror story, horrifying. And I was like, I cannot do this. Like this cannot be my life. Um, and it's just horrible to see people just dropped off there. So I got my associates. I was like, good liberal arts. That's great. I have an associate's degree and you know what? I don't regret it at all. It's amazing. And I'm proud of myself because it was hard. It was for me, it was hard. I had to study a lot. So I was like, I need a real job where I can make real money. My, my mom helps me pay my credit card off and I'm grateful to her for that. So I was like, I got to set myself up good. I need a real job where I can make real money, just like a living wage, something. And one of my friends worked at um, Nordstrom. She was like working for Smashbox. And she was like, you should just apply to be on a counter there. The, the girls made like $16 an hour, $15 an hour. And like, that was a good, that was a good wage for me, you know, back then. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I, I went and I interviewed and I was really nervous because these ladies, I feel like makeup ladies can be really intimidating. They wear all black and their their faces are beat down and like, you're just like, okay, am I so like- So for, for, for the male audience, what does beat down mean? Because I know there's certain <laughs> slang for like, she really beat my face up, meaning it could be really great. I mean, and I don't know, I don't know. I mean, what terminology? I think if your face is beat, it's like definitely like really contoured, a lot of makeup, like, Lip liner, eyeliner, fake lashes, like you look like you're wearing makeup and people will notice you're wearing makeup and like it looks almost like perfectly drawn eyeliner. Like Okay, see I need I actually want for the male audience to know what what that what that was, just in case they didn't know. Go ahead. So you're at you're at Smashbox, right? I worked I did some freelancing with my friend for Smashbox, but then I ended okay. up getting on the counter with Laura Mercier and Laura Mercier is um a makeup brand that um, she's a French artist and she came to America and uh, her makeup brand is really natural makeup actually, which I'm, I'm grateful I started in natural makeup because I think it's coming back around a lot in this age of like Instagram and just like too much contour, too much like thick caked on makeup. It's definitely like a look and I see that a lot with my brides that I do that they don't want to look like that. They want to look really natural. So it was, a, it was a really good learning experience on how to do a really phenomenal, natural looking makeup, really. And that's what her she's really known for. So did you gain clients from that experience or? I mean, I hate to be like, I did gain some clients, but like, are they in my life today? I, I don't know. I do have some return clients from when I worked at a hair salon in between my jobs. I think it was after... I'd worked for previously for About Faces for a time period in Canton when they first opened in the first Mariner Bank building. And I 
got fired from that. And if you haven't ever gotten fired from a job, I highly recommend it. I think it's one of the most character building things in life that can happen to you. You don't want to ask the question. <laughs> you know, the, the, the listeners want Go to ahead. Go ahead. Why did you get fired? I said an expletive in a conversation with a client. So I think I said something like shit or fuck, excuse my language. But I said an expletive in, uh, in my conversation with the client thinking we were having a good conversation, but I guess she made it, it made her uncomfortable. And I, I was young. I was partying a lot still. I mean, and, um, I think you live and you learn. I wasn't really happy at that job. And you know what? Getting fired from the job, I think was like the best thing that could have happened to me at that time period. It was like kind of what I needed. Did it make you grow up? Uh, I don't know if it, I mean, I think I was kind of the same person. I don't know if it made me grow up because I think I'm just like one of those people who's like, I have this, I definitely think deep down, I have, I'm a stubborn person and like deep down I'm going to do what I want. And even though maybe I might come off like a shy person who can be inferior, I'm not at all that. And I'm just going to, I'm a survivor and I'm going to get what I want. And like, I think I have this energy like deep down inside, even though. I have had trials and tribulations in my life where it's like I've been beat down by people and me and my mom, we don't even talk anymore because she is has like not been there for me. So I feel like I, at the end of the day, I have this like insane confidence that just says, yes, Heather, like you can do it. You can believe in yourself. And I think that also is like, because my dad has been so supportive of me and like unconditionally loving of me like my whole life. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, she's saying right now because her dad's here. No, I'm joking. No, I'm not saying it because he's here. It's true. It's true because you know what? He's always been cheerleader for me when maybe nobody else in my life was. That's good. That's good. Are you about to tear up right now? A little bit. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let it all go out here okay. on this podcast. Okay. Okay. There could be a part two. Um, so. You get fired from about faces. Yeah, and I. We go. What happens next? So my clientele, like I guess, I got from this hair salon. I got. I went to this hair salon, and they were looking for an esthetician, and and I just got hired right away there. And I was still in school during that time period. Um, I just had a lot of jobs. I think I was just like kind of bouncing around, just trying to figure out what I was doing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, um, if that's what you're called to do. And. Um, a lot of the people who I've saw there, I worked with a hair. I work with a hairstylist, Katie. She's Lady Katie Hair, and she's really great. And she, um, a lot of her clients are my clients too. And now we work together again. It's kind of come full circle with our relationship. Where we, we're at the spot where I'm at at Baltimore Brow Bar at Baltimore Brows, but um, she's there too. So some of those clients um, have come back to me. But it's interesting because, I mean, I guess you do need a client. You do need a client list, but. I don't know. I think it's like organic. It's like you just being like, hi, I'm Heather. Hi, my name is Heather. I own my own broad business. How are you? How, like, you have to just go out there and meet people and talk to people. And that's, I think, part of what you do, right? In your so, podcast. Yeah. I, I try. I attempt to make it happen. I think you do it. Um, I think, so yeah. Where, so where, whenever you tell me, you end up at Nordstrom's or am, I, yes. or, or am I jumping the gun here? No, I was at, so those were a couple more places that I worked okay. in between. And then I did end up at Nordstrom and I was there for three years, which is, a pretty long time, I think, in my career trajectory. Okay. And yeah. what did you learn and gain from that experience? I mean, it was awesome. It was, it was a great corporation to work for. I, I lived Nordstrom, in, sorry. Nordstrom. Sorry. Stop pluralized. <laughs> if, it's, if you're saying an S on it, you're saying it wrong, y'all. So um, I traveled with them. I lived in Massachusetts. Um, I followed a guy down there who like wanted to move back there. And I was like, yeah, like 
he didn't really have like the balls to go for it. And I was like, well, I'll go like Baltimore's always going to be here. So um, I worked in Providence Place, which is closed now in Rhode Island. And I worked in Natick in Boston and like with the company and the opportunity is there to travel. It's just now it's like the retail apocalypse. And I think working there for three years, I was like, oh, you can just really see the traffic got less and less every year. You, Aaron worked in retail, so he knows he's like nodding his head. He's like, yes. yes <laughs> it's like, it, it, it was it was really great, I think, when the millennials were in high school because like everybody was like Abercrombie or American Eagle or like they were, like everyone's moms took them to shop. The boomer moms like took them to shop, but then kind of as they got older, it just ended up, It's I just don't see a future in retail as far as like the mall. It's funny because I'm um, presently, I don't want to, spoil anybody's uh tv show but i'm actually watching stranger things three and it's not giving away too much but in the previews they show where the mall starts and malls pick up in 85 and it's funny because the malls got big in 85 86 and then the small town shops like the little stores and like the mom and pop stores all died because the malls that was a cool place so i know i went off a little tangent but just interesting what yeah how you're talking but now it's, it's like come, come, come back, back around. around now like all these little mom and shop yes. pops are like it's like that you know what it's isolating being a millennial and like i think part of the reason why aaron does what he does is because he can come out and say hi to people he said he used to go to happy hour a lot and he doesn't really have that opportunity and i think we're we're all looking for a connection it's a lonely world out there we're all looking for like our people and right. who's gonna lift us up like and just be there for us and like how can we hang out and like I think that this is an awesome way to hang out. Well, I appreciate you being on it. So, Nordstrom's, you saw it dying. You saw, you saw, the, saw, the, saw the right I was like, ugh. So, what was your next move? Yeah, so after Nordstrom, I was working part-time also at a local spa and salon in, in Baltimore. I'm not going to name names. No, and I also... I know that. We won't get sued, but go ahead. <laughs> I also became... I worked my way up from like a counter person to an account coordinator. I had five Nordstrom stores. Then I was like on this... I was like, I was like, I want to live a glamorous life. Like I thought this was glamorous, but it really wasn't glamorous. I was like, I'm going to be like, you know, wearing all this makeup and like partying and like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be so glamorous. It's really like just like schlepping around a bunch of makeup and selling... It can, I mean, anyone can do it. So I was an account executive for a cosmetics company um, and I was just traveling all the time. I really didn't like my boss and I started working, you know, I went back to Nordstrom after that and then I started working also part-time at a local salon and I saw how she ran her business and I was like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, I just like watched her and I was like, I can have a business and not know what I'm doing. <laughs> and like, I just feel like she kind of, it wasn't like, I don't hate her. It was just kind of like that one person that's like, that inspires you. Cause you're like, wait, wait a minute. She's just renting a room and this is her business. And like, it's like, if I could just get an accountant, I can have a business. Like, I mean, I feel like I put this pressure on myself sometimes to be like, oh, I have to have it all figured out. I have to have it together. I think the only thing that I really did want to have together was my health insurance. And around that time that I decided to go for it and have my own business, um, I got married and so we had extra money and um, that was two years ago. So we had extra money and I just told my husband, I married my husband because he is the nicest person that I've ever met in my life. There is no one nicer out there in life. Like, and I think, you know, I'm just grateful. He's just so supportive of me, but. it's a beautiful thing. He's a very nice guy, beautiful thing. So Baltimore Browse. 
Yeah. What's going on? How does this... We're, we're, we're getting there. I know we're getting there. It's like coming together. It's coming together, folks. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so I, I, he, I told my husband after we got married and we had extra money and stuff, I said, okay, so I'm going to use all this money to start my own business and I'm going to like quit my job and... You know, and he was like, okay, babe, I love you. I want you to be happy. I'll get you on my health insurance. And I was like, great. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, awesome. And I mean, it was slow the first year and I just did it. But I mean, I think it was just building up and just sitting there. I sat there literally and just said hi to everybody. Crazy. And where was, where was the business located at this point? So my business is located and it has been for a while. And it's just me. I'm a solo esthetician and makeup artist. Um, and it's in Remington. It's next to the Diz on 30th Street. It's near near our house, kind of near the BMA, near Hopkins, Homewood okay. campus. But yeah, so, you know, I just started small. Like I didn't have a lot. Like I just got, I just kind of like, just got what I got. I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to need, I didn't have retail products to start. I didn't have like, I didn't have a logo till like, yeah, like a week ago. <laughs> so you had, you had four walls and a door. Yeah, seriously. Like I had like a bed, I got a massage table and I didn't get like a hydraulic $2,000 table. I mean, to start your business, if you don't, if you're not making like, you know, I didn't make a ton of money in the first year. I mean, I really probably made like $12,000. You know, I just sat there and said, hey, I'm Heather, I'm upstairs. Like there is, the, I think the good thing about my business is there's a hair salon downstairs. So I think, you know, you say hi to everybody. You're like, hey, I'm Heather, I'm here to do some eyebrows. I do facials, I do makeup, I do spray tans. I, you know, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Or can I show you something? Or like, I would just show people like tricks with makeup. Let me show you. Let me fill your brows in for you. So like, see what that you, looks like. So you were hustling hard. Huh? Yeah, I was hustling. I mean, okay. I definitely always have been like kind of like a hustler. But Good. I'll be like, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, it'll make them feel better if they look better. And like, I can just, I just know I can really transform them. So I'm just like, oh, well, let me just like show you a little. Okay. So how did business slowly pick up? Gosh, I've been, I was like working, I think it's just like you live and you learn a little bit, but it's also, it's also like, I'm always co constantly learning, constantly kind of, you know, like investing in my business and reinvesting in my business. So I just think like the word gets out probably a lot of my clients like just talk and definitely got a, a lot of referrals from that. I mean, I got my, my website was up. I, I took the stock photos off my website, put my own photos on my website, got my social media together. I mean, it's, it's really about your connections with your, with people. It's not about like dropping off some business cards at, on some corner somewhere. Or, like, you know, I, I really like this subway shop. So I'm going to drop my business cards in there. That's not going to do anything for you. Like you, I'm not going to like just randomly drop off. Like, you know, there are, I do do fundraisers and I'm really into philanthropy and raising money, but there are things where I'm like, I'm not going to just like you know, just give you something. I'd rather just go. You know, like there's there's a House of Ruth, um, the cabaret is coming up, and it's it's a it's like a fundraiser for House of Ruth Maryland, and it's at the BMA, and it's like I could I could have chosen to like just go there and meet people and mingle in that aspect, or I could you know drop off a basket, but I'd rather just go there and be like, hi, I'm Heather. Like I own you know I own my own business. You're so pretty. Can I like Network. you know can Network. I do something? Yeah, Network. exactly. For Network. me, I think that's important. You know. So I remember. Um Speaking with you, um, maybe late, I don't know, maybe late, late summer, early fall, whenever it may have been, and you were saying that you were busy every weekend with weddings. 
Yeah, there's a, last year I had a ton okay. of weddings. Like we got to talk about yourself. I, I mean, the weddings is the weddings are great. I mean, the, I think as a makeup artist, that's what I do, and that's really the only, sincerely, the only makeup I'm interested in doing. I did go to the Kennedy Center and I did some character makeup for the Nutcracker Ballet um, that took place there, but that's not what my mo is. Like, I love pretty makeup, like bridal makeup. I want you to look like yourself, but gorgeous. And for me, like. I, for me, it's not about like giant false eyelashes that can like touch the person right next to you or like something that looks so fake. It's really easy to do a lot of makeup. It's really easy to put a ton of makeup on someone, but it's harder to like kind of hold back a little bit and make it just look like just gorgeous and like soft, smoky eyes and nude lips and just really pretty highlighted cheeks and contour and blush and just like really just warmth, warmth and romantic kind of colors and feel. So what would you say was... A good influence. Did you think social media has helped out your business a little bit, or yeah, I know you said word of mouth, but what else has gotten you so name if, out there? So I think like the name. Sorry to cut you off. You're fine, you're fine. I think the name is the best thing you can do. So like my name is Baltimore Brows, Baltimore Brow Bar. If you Google Brows Baltimore, I'm the first one to come up. So I would say the majority of my business comes from that. The second is Instagram, um, and I think it's. I still have a lot of le- of marketing stuff to learn, but I think. You know, it's not getting down on the algorithm or not getting down on yourself. It's doing what you do and sharing what you share because you you have to have the intention that it's that one person that you want to reach with your message and what is your message. I was a cheerleader in high school and like I'm definitely a cheerleader for for everyone and women in this in this life and I want people to come in and I want to have real connections with them. And this isn't like a wham bam thank you ma'am like kind of experience. You can get that anywhere. I think it's just I think it's just, yeah, naming your business well. Think about the name. Think about how people are going to search for you. If, and I think I'm lucky that I got the name Baltimore Brows, Baltimore Brow Bar for my business because I think it's just a really easy way for people to find me. Um, and I definitely have asked. I mean, you kind of have to ask for what you want. I've asked my clients. I say, you know, I put go on my Instagram stories and say, hey, have you left me a Google review if you have if you're bored at work, if you have a second, could you do that for me? And that's been super great. Like, I'm so lucky. Like, I have all, like, 26 five-star reviews from my people, and I'm, like, super grateful and appreciative to them for doing that. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. What would you – so give your your place a shout-out. I mean, tell people where to find you, address, things of that nature, so, you know, to look out for you. Go ahead. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Baltimore Browse. Um, my, I'm in Remington. My address is 302 West 30th street. Um, 21211. It's more fun in the 21211, but it's right next to, um, the Diz and it's a beautiful, it's in a beautiful hair salon called Studio L. Um, Lisa Alexis does hair there. Miss Lisa Alexis. Love her. Shout out. And Lady Katie, she's great. Um, and Melly Manny is coming on for manicures, but it's kind of like a collective space. I really like that. Everyone has their own business. And I'm in the top. I'm in I'm Baltimore Brow Bar is in the top of that business. So. All right. Well, give it a shout out to Heather. I appreciate her coming on the No Picks in the Dark podcast. And um, Thanks for having me. Hey, anytime. Uh, you know, we can have a part two and talk about some other things for your business. And But I really want to showcase and highlight Baltimore local businesses and entrepreneurs. And if you're out there and you could be an esthetician, you're thinking about it, you have some clientele, you know what? Maybe reach out, email. Yeah, reach and, out to and me. say, hey, you know, what, what, what are some things you've done that I, I probably can go ahead and go forward and do better or 
things of that nature where it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a community out here. You got to look at it like that. Yeah. And if we all work together, you know, we can make a beautiful community all together. Thank you so much. Was, there's enough to go around. Let me know if you have any questions or anything. I so appreciate you having me on today, Aaron. All right. So, folks, we're out. The No Picks of the Dark Podcast. One love.